0: Hi, I'm Cameron, and I'll just read comics. I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Lauren and I are talking about Catwoman When in Rome by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. At some points in this episode, we discuss this comic compared to the last one Lauren read, Selena's Big Score. So you may want to go check that out, and if you like that one, you may want to go check out Black Widow by Mark Wade and Chris Somney. In this episode, we read Catwoman, When in Rome, issues number one through six, and we are going to go into complete spoilers for the series. So consider yourself warned. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram accounts, as well as clobber that like button and leave us a five-star rating interview on iTunes. Welcome to Cameron Reads Comics. My name's Cameron. I don't just read comics; I love them. And Lauren, my guest, is Lauren today. And we actually—this is—I'm really excited about this one because I don't know if I've done—I've done a couple Avengers ones, but it's cool to see someone now, like who's following a character. And so now you're kind of getting—I thought this compared to the last story you read was uh, two different visions of the same character. And like, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about that. So uh, if before you listen to this episode, you may want to go listen to Selena's Big Score and Black Widow that Lauren, the two previous stories Lauren read. Um, but today we are talking about Catwoman, When in Rome by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. So number one, Lauren, hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And then number two, I was like, let's just greet her first. <laughs> number two, how did you like the story? Like, how'd you feel?
1: Um, I really liked this one. And I feel like it was a roller coaster. There was a lot going on. There was.
0: I thought this was kind of got like got off the rails.
1: It was wild from start to finish. And I I always felt like I knew what was coming and I didn't.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so funny.
1: Yeah. Oh, why? Did you think it was predictable?
0: No. You, it, for me, this is my second time reading it. Okay. And so it was going from like, you know, it's like when you rewatch a movie. Yeah. It's like I didn't I didn't know all the beats, and I and I didn't remember what I thought I remembered, uh. But it just I don't know. It did. It didn't do the same thing it did for me the first time. In what way? What 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 did it do the first time that it didn't do the second? Like, time? Like let's say the first time I read it, it was an eight. This one was not an eight. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh. Do you feel that way because uh of the more you've read and. Like, how maybe you've adopted your taste or style versus, like, the first time you read it?
0: Um, That that could definitely be a factor, but I just thought... And it like, by no means, I don't think it was a bad story. You know what sure. I mean? I just thought it was average. And so, um, when I read it, I was like, well... I think I have some ideas of who the character is and the direction that they should go. And maybe who the other characters are within this story, too. And I just... I don't know, it, it wasn't as satisfying to meet yeah. my needs of that character or whatever it be. I mean... I also feel like to
1: I liked I really really liked aspects of it, but there were also strong parts that I really didn't like.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that. I
1: I feel like you can guess, but anyway. I think so. Too. And yeah. that's
0: and that's all like mm, okay. Well, um, <laughs> okay, before we even get into this book entirely, how did this one compare to uh, Selena's big score?
1: Oh, I mean, very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stylistically. Mm-hmm. um i feel like kind of the selena like was the same there's some person? key characteristics yeah. yeah um i liked i liked the i don't even really know the technical verbiage i liked the design of this much more
0: do you okay so this artist i was i was excited to see how you felt about this artist his name is uh tim sale he's one of the greatest and th- this team specifically is a uh one of the best Batman teams, I'd argue, if, if someone was to say the best Batman creative team, it is these guys. And okay. if someone was to make that argument, they'd have a very strong argument. And I don't know if I could quite disagree. Um, and this is actually coming out of that. So if you want to read, you know, that could be potentially what we read next or something.
1: Um, when you say a creative team, like, is that... I don't what's a, what's in the team okay
0: um so remember in Black Widow the 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 artist writer yeah um was Chris Somney and Mark Wade right they they have done series together and so there's like sequential stuff going on with them uh Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale are a team and they have done multiple projects together mm, and so okay. they like that is the team
1: okay and then who um in the very beginning is Mark Chiarello
0: is that the colorist
1: I have no idea. Oh, he's the editor.
0: Editor. Oh, okay. So uh, they submit scripts. Like okay. the um, uh, when Jeff Loeb writes it, he submits his script to the editor. Okay. And what the editor's job usually is is to make sure that all the continuity and stuff is sound, that the story beats are crystal clear. Maybe we can tweak this here and there um, to make it make more sense, more comprehensive, uh, and kind of. D- find out number one principle editing which is is it sequential and normal but then how does this fit into the larger universe that it, it says it's taking oh, place in very cool because there are some factors in this story that i i don't know if i told you or like that you may not have known before and then um yeah so the, his job is to make sure where this fits in in like the dc universe as a whole
1: did you read his intro no. It's really funny. You should read it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he explains, like, certain aspects of choices of, like, um, story and plot and design. Yeah. And how it fits. And I just thought it was funny. And he's a really...
0: Yeah, great. He's a funny
1: dude. So. Oh, gladly. Well you In know In the what, future you should read that.
0: Oh my gosh. This is every time Lauren, you're not invited actually that because every time you come on you show me something I didn't know.
1: You're like, get off.
0: Lauren, you're probably you, <laughs> by, you probably read like the freaking post credits too. Just like all the sketch art. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I you're did. so thorough. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, all right, issues one through six. I literally thought it was five issues and then I was like, okay, well, that's a big climax that
1: I... You're like, whoa, it just ends. And then you're like, oh, wait.
0: At the doesn't... end of issue five, Riddler's like with all of the people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I'm... like, this is crazy. Um. Yeah. Okay, so you like... So wait, did you you like Jeff Loeb's art and everything then too? Or Tim Sale's art? I did. Oh, my gosh. Okay, actually, I think I know what you and I are going to read next. I think I'm going to give you their pinnacle Batman story, which okay. is uh, Batman The Long Halloween. I
1: oh, think... yeah, he mentions that in the intro.
0: Yeah, okay, so... I'm not going to give you super spoilers, but you may have you may have interacted with these characters and you just don't know it already. Okay. So in Batman Begins, when um, uh, Bruce pretty much the first time he comes out and he chains a mobster to the light and makes the first bat signal and he just like, "Who are you? I'm Batman." That's Carmine Falcone. Yes. So that that character was not created, but he interacts for the first time with um, the. Like, it, he's a major part of the Batman Long Halloween storyline. And you find out in the sequel to that, it's not a major spoiler, but it's a factor nonetheless. You find out that Catwoman, who who didn't have a family, is one of his daughters. Right. And Which so, is
1: what they're bringing
0: up in this. And so, yeah. Right? In the in the ashes of the sequel story, Batman Dark Victory, or this might be taking place between those. I don't quite remember. Yeah,
1: it's saying, it's like a, a bridge between... The Long Halloween and Dark Victory.
0: Okay, well, that makes sense because do you... Did you understand when they said they go to the... She said, oh, Bruce is going to the circus? No. Oh, well, she says... She's like, oh, Bruce is going to the circus. I wonder how that went. I didn't know if it took place like in between or where it happened because we pick up with her in Dark Victory, like the very beginning. And um. At, when Bruce goes to the circus, he sees the Flying Graysons and... That is when Two Face or Gangster or uh oh my gosh, I, I wanna say it's Sal Moroni, but that's not Tony Zuko. He um pretty much cuts the wires from the Trapeze artist. Oh, artists and, and that's
1: how Robin was born.
0: Yeah, so that's that's what that's Oh, wow, it's all connected. It is, it is, it is. Cool. and I didn't realize I was like I was like, is there another specific circus thing that's happening? But now Now we know and well now I'm like I don't know because (laughs) I don't know how she knows he's Bruce because this story is also published right after Batman Hush and in that story Bruce reveals his identity to Selina
1: which was interesting because remember how she realizes Eddie like Eddie right Edward yeah yeah yeah. the Riddler crossed her
0: Edward Nygma yeah yeah yeah
1: and and his whole point was to try and uncover who Batman is. And then yeah. the whole point was that she doesn't know who he is, which I was like, huh?
0: She does know. Because then she in her mind, in literary, and she calls him Bruce multiple times.
1: Yeah, but she doesn't know his face, right?
0: Yeah, she does. Selena so and then Bruce why
1: day. Why isn't his face showing up in the dreams?
0: Because she, you know, I don't know if Bruce is the one she's attracted to as much as she is to Batman. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Now, okay, maybe that's a plot hole. Yeah, that that was the one thing that got me through the story. Is I was like, because in Batman Hush, Batman r- Bruce reveals himself to Selina as Batman in one of the oh. most famous panels ever. And then also at the very end of that story, Riddler knows who Batman is.
1: Okay, yeah. Then maybe this just doesn't make sense. I don't or know. Or maybe it was like let's just do this for fun maybe or maybe she's you know? talking
0: about bruce separately then she's talking about batman and i just read too far into it i think you may be right uh about what like she, <laughs> she she's referencing bruce separately than batman and you're she's not they're not showing bruce's face they're showing batman's face
1: yeah that part was getting a little confusing yeah
0: yeah yeah you know and but, now yeah. i'm confused so yeah congrats. all right well, That's the this is what thing. we always do is just confuse. <laughs> lauren's like let me look very deeply into this and so we're just gonna take it as she doesn't know who <sighs> batman is but she knows who she knows bruce wayne and they have dated i guess sure whatever yeah <laughs> it's, it, just, it's not that deep it's just not that deep it hurts me it, <laughs> and now it is okay actually my other question too compared to the last story you read did you like this costume better or the other one
1: I think you like the other
0: one better. I agree because the one thing I really like the all purple. There's a I have a Catwoman t-shirt and it's like a, for the fans, a classic Jim Ballant Catwoman. I like the all purple suit that's like skin tight. Like I just think it's cool. And I yeah. purple is also my favorite color. So
1: Um, what's interesting is if you read the intro, <laughs> they speak about how it was really important to whoever, I don't know, you'll find out that they use this costume in this particular story. story.
0: Oh, I don't know. Um, but it's funny too, because this, her costume in this one, I just, I really don't like the whiskers. I'm like,
1: Oh, see what was weird to me is I just don't remember such a long tail in the last one and she had such a long tail in this one in the
0: last one she didn't have a tail yeah see they would tie the whip around her waist and it and, and, and would hang off yeah I was like, like a tail
1: I was like the tail thing's a little weird
0: <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I don't but I love this costume I just don't think I like this one and then I did, was not a fan of the whiskers I'm like I get it you're leaning into it she had whiskers she did? yeah Oh yeah, you're right. She did too much. Yeah, exactly. But you know, not bad still. Like I don't think it's a bad costume. No, I've seen worse. You know. Um, Okay, well let's just we haven't even really talked about the story yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, except for the we're getting there. Um, (laughs) as I look at my questions, uh, how did you feel about the dream sequences with Batman showing up and um? Yeah, how, how how did you like those? Did you think they were necessary to the story? Did you, like, her... Did you, I guess, agree with her idea of who Bruce is? or Like, their interpretation of who Bruce is to her? How did you feel?
1: I think they were necessary to the story mm. because I feel like they revealed that complicated relationship that Catwoman and Batman have. Yeah. But in particular to the story as well. Um, I, I think there was a
0: little too many. <laughs> yeah, there's like... It was
1: just like for every issue
0: well yeah maybe maybe it's a point but I mean like you know it's a footnote in every issue but I
1: yeah it just uh and I I was wondering if what they were gonna do with it is you they were there was gonna be a situation where she was gonna be with Batman and then you're like is it a dream is it not setting it up as like that yeah. type of scenario um it was fine it wasn't my favorite thing
0: yeah I'm like do you think and like i don't know how 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 much of an opinion you have on this but mm-hmm. i think with dance it's a big argument point do you think she's the one he's supposed to be with like do you think they are meant for each other no really no. why
1: not because um i don't know i don't i feel like uh the whole concept of them to complete one another is unnecessary i think they're two separate
0: people and i feel like they're better off on their own i think I, I don't know if I disagree with you. I think that... They have similar stories. I think that's cool. I think if Batman's supposed to end up with anyone, it's Selina. Sure. Like, if he was to have... But I I think he's just so broken that he can't quite be with her. And I don't think she quite wants that. And that's why they won't work.
1: Well, what was interesting is... I only... I mean, I had the the prior story to work with, Mm -hmm. but... I was thinking of, um, I think it's Dark Knight, but I'm not even sure when. Don't don't they even live somewhere
0: together? Oh, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Right, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah.
1: Um, but when she t- uh, talks about, I think in one of the dreams where she's like, "Yeah, you'll never accept me for who I am,"
0: mm-hmm. and I was like, "Dang." It's true though. I don't know. I because he's so legalistic, and obviously she's not. You yeah. Know, there's, there's just, uh, but also that's I think why they. I think mean, if if there was a reason why they work, that's one of the reasons why they work is because she can balance him in that way. Not that he sure. would want that, whatever it be, but I'm like it's just interesting. Um, okay, h- how did you feel about the the reasoning that she went to Italy? Like, were you down? She's like, I just need to get out of here and go. Like, was she supposed to? What? Why did she even go to Italy? I don't get it. Um. Well, she was trying to find out about herself. Okay. It was a self-discovery trip. It's a self-discovery
1: trip. And then she brought the Riddler. And then she brought the Riddler because... But that's that's why I, I felt like that was a little bit weird because, you know, she's so self-sufficient. Yes. So to need the Riddler, who just
0: asks questions, right? Riddles. You're not... Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about him next. Yeah.
1: But I was like, huh. Okay. Interesting. Sure. Maybe she wants some help. Mm -hmm. um but for self-discovery but obviously you know that nothing is as simple as that and she was going to get mixed up into some sort of thing which happened to be with her family it was just crazy yeah but anyway she's Uh, she's there to do self-discovery
0: so did you like I know were you down for that reason
1: I don't know if I buy that that is something that she would do Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying yeah um but I thought it was cool I yeah. think it's cool to have Rome as the background <laughs> and have, you know, mob and mafia and. Honestly, yeah. like yeah. Italian stuff. I don't know. It was crazy. It was fun, cool.
0: Fun fact Lauren and I did a self discovery <laughs> trip in Italy. We also self discovered. <laughs> <laughs> There was, a, there was a time there when we went to Italy that we would just hide like butter knives in our sleeves in every restaurant we went to. And those, that was our true self. <laughs> That's who I discovered I am. But, um, you know, I'm just a butter knife in the sleeve of society. That's deep. That's deep. I don't know if people are ready for that. They're not. Don't go out to dinner with me anyways, but, unless you're ready. Um, okay. So then I think one of the reasons that she went to Italy also was to... Figure out, I think figure out self-discovery with the bombshell dropped within... I guess it must have been Long Halloween, but the bombshell dropped within that was that she was Falcone's daughter. And mm-hmm. so she's going back to their motherland to kind of like figure... Reconcile those parts of herself. And then I really, really, really liked the arc where she had to go find her mother. Yeah. You know, I really... I appreciated that. Um, I think her bringing Edward was because he... She's not the world's greatest detective and that's what she says. Like mm. Batman's the world's greatest detective. I have this other guy where whether he he's a comedic character, he's kind of like a I just want to call him like an imp. Like he's just Oh what? And like an imp? Like a I just think of him like a little troll. You know I've what I mean? I've never heard the word imp. Isn't that like you watch Game of Thrones? No. Oh. Tyrion Lannister baby. <laughs> I'm watching for the fans. You may know this. or You may have been following. I'm watching simultaneously The Sopranos and Game of Thrones. What? A, what a mix! The two biggest hitters, the heaviest hitters at HBO. Um, but and also Warner Brothers owns DC Comics, so it's full circle again. Um, You're like I'm in love. <laughs> I'm. Uh, but I just think he's like a, he's a, he's an annoying little troll, just like a sure pic, a pixie. He's a pest. He, exactly. He's following her around, and they make him that. But I guess the point I was trying to make. Uh, Batman, Batman is brilliant, obviously, but Edward is so brilliant. And they, that is something he, 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 when it comes to the, you know, each Batman film is him fighting off a part of his personality. The Joker is his own sanity that he's tackling with two faces, the duality of, uh, you know, am, am I a hero? Am I a villain? Uh, Edward Nygma is uh, his brilliance. Do you know what I mean? Can I outsmart this guy? Like just consider their relationship, them playing chess.
1: I feel very dense because I've never thought about it like that uh, I, I is that your own no like no is that, that a well-known thing in the in the Batman world I have uh, never heard that but that it totally makes sense and and I
0: don't know for like we talk about villains a lot too with when it comes to villains and what makes a good villain is like there is a a, a sense of duality within that sure um and so that's what makes a good villain I don't know if that's quite like well known but like once how's this once everyone hears it it makes sense and maybe sure. maybe you've come to those conclusions on your own but maybe just not said that way like
1: so i remember that we had this conversation last time but then why why is catwoman what's what's catwoman's like mirror for batman
0: um romance you know what I mean? it's not like mm. a mirror as much like you know what i mean like you know how can i fight this person who has my like she's so enticing and she's so sure. enthralling you know she she's you know there's the danger part she she humors this lifestyle that he lives which you know as much as people want to think batman what he he doesn't hate what he's doing he does do it for the thrill and she is the enticing like sexy thrill indulger that he sure she's and, bait she's bae. And like, you know, which leads me to my next question is, is she, um, do you think that her biggest fear is being a damsel in distress to Bruce? Because I feel like that's what they kind of showed.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, we talk about, I think her biggest strength is that she's self-sufficient and she's independent. Mm -hmm. And I think it's true that there are many instances, and you can speak to this more than I can, that, you know, Batman comes to save the day and then yeah. it's not her moment anymore. It's not her. It's mm-hmm. not her getting herself out of something, which I'm sure to her is embarrassing or frustrating or whatever. Yeah. Um. I mean, and also they like love each other, but don't. And yeah, I mean, I could see how if, if it's this person who you'd like love so much, but their relationships complicated like she doesn't want to have she doesn't want to be in debt to him
0: yeah yeah i i think i agree um i don't know how i don't know if i agree that's her biggest fear uh because i just don't i i guess man maybe i'm just the way i see her now is i don't see her as uh she is a, you know, in the grand narrative of Batman and as much as Batman takes over just the, the hemisphere of DC Comics, I think she is... People want to view her as a subplot. I don't really view her as a subplot anymore. I don't either. You know, I think a, of her a, as her own thing. She. I don't think she's a supporting character. Thus, you know, what. I'm so glad to read stories where she is the the protagonist. Um, I don't like her in her own story then being a footnote to uh, a subplot to Batman's story. And maybe that's an yeah. appropriate biggest fear. Yeah. But... I think that really, I don't know, maybe maybe for her, and m- this could be my core and my misunderstanding of the character too, uh, I just think that her biggest fear would be like settling down. You know what I mean? Is the mediocrity of life. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and lack of autonomy. So I guess that makes sense of her as a you know damsel in distress and that she won't be capable and she needs a big bad bat to come save her or whatever. Sure. But I, I don't know. I just don't know if that that did it for me. You know what I mean? Well, and
1: you know, on top of that, I feel like, um, I feel like, I feel like she doesn't want in a way to find that out about herself, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I feel like her eternal happiness is just running away from things yeah. and doing bad shit and yeah. being a bad bitch. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. And like, that's why we love her too. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it, you, because it's also I I I feel like she's the kind of character who who is such a, you know a bad bitch or <laughs> like for really that's like the best way to put it. She like, is. She for, she's such a character like that that um I could not. You know, put her into a box like that either. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I, 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 couldn't be the one to tell her what she is because i just feel like already that's untrue to the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she, you know what she would do is she just go like spit in my face and do the opposite, right? <laughs> like literally, that's what that's what I see her doing. Yeah,
1: and that's why I like that about her. I think it's good that she doesn't get put like because you know even just like the Catwoman as a name in general. Yeah. Like. She loves to explore that and, you know, go outside of the box with, like, the design and the character and whatever. So, yeah, I think it's fair to say, like, she's just indescribable. Yeah, in a good
0: way. In a good way. Not in a, I'm not like other girls' way.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Very fair point. (laughs)
0: Okay, so then how did you feel about the arc of, like, I guess, her finding her mother and then her mother, you know, being a nun, being a blind nun, and then (laughs) what? How did you feel about that?
1: I was just like, okay, so i love there was a lot of good humor yeah in this like the writing was really good as okay. far as um like dialogue and
0: yeah did you like her um uh, narrations uh, okay.
1: yes i did i did at times but it was a lot mm-hmm. um but like her her jokes within her brain were really funny and delivery was funny yeah um but when she was walking up, and then there was nuns with guns, and I, she was just like, "Yeah, fitting." I thought that was so funny. Yeah. One, two, you're just like, "What?" Her mom is a blind nun, like, huh?
0: Right, like a mob wife turned blind nun. Yeah, crazy. crazy. Oh,
1: <laughs> crazy. Um, but then her, she lies to her.
0: Yeah. Why? Wait, what does she lie about?
1: She says that she only has she only had one daughter.
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember that. Uh, I literally read that today, too.
1: Blondie yeah. is the one who told her, like, yeah. actually, no, she lied to you. And then he tells her the truth.
0: Um, Because, I, but then I wonder why she lies to her because I don't think her mom's a good person. Mm. Well, because how did Blondie go? Yeah. It's like. Yeah. And I think No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Again, I think you want a reflection. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's the duality of like, I'm a good person. No, I'm not. And that's kind of the the internal battle. Selena. not I wouldn't say she's battling with. She just does what she wants. But it's like, again, if we're trying to put her in a box, she's not a hero. She's not a villain. She's just doing what she wants to do.
1: Right. And I think I like the arc of, of that being her family. Me too. Because, yeah, I mean, it's not expected. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was a really interesting arc. Like I think, I think even me sometimes when I'm reading something, I'm like, wow, for the writer to think of that as the arc fascinating. Like how did that come into your brain? And especially,
0: yeah, with comics, the thing I love most with something like that is how did that come into your brain? But also how could nobody have ever thought of that? You know, uh, it, it, sometimes the solutions and stuff are just so blaringly like, Perfect and so true to the character, whoever they're writing, that I can't believe nobody else thought of it. You
1: know? <laughs> well, and also too, um, I don't know if like if you've thought of this before, but oh well actually you were talking about it, um, in one of your episodes with uh Kyle with mm-hmm. like Wonder Woman and you were saying like, Oh, it's really tough to write her mm-hmm. because of the duality or whatever. Oh, were you
0: just listening? That was Justice League. Yeah, I was oh. listening
1: to that one. But um, you know, I think it's interesting to to think about how these writers adopt such a presence. Mm -hmm. So like we're talking about how, you know, she does what she wants and she isn't really identified by any, anything. And to take that on and then write an arc that contributes to that person as a whole is very, I would imagine
0: challenging. It, it, I think that's the biggest challenge in comics and especially you'll see it in adaptations and that you'll see how, a take on a character is so controversial to fans. And I think one of the better arguments for that, there's two right now, especially in recent history. Number one, Ben Affleck's Batman. Mm. And um, I'd say, oh my gosh, I just had it in my head. Uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, even to, to the point of Tom Holland's Spider-Man.
1: Like arguing if that was the correct
0: person to express. All of it. Yeah. Okay. Like literally, uh Ben Affleck's Batman, in my opinion, isn't the best representation of who that character is. I think we have some most true parts of who Batman is mm. in in that. They're, I think that's true, by the way. I agree with that. Yeah, it's like it's I don't So you don't, liked um I like Christian Bale. Yeah. I, I don't I also don't think he's the perfect Batman. I think I think people harp on him being the perfect Batman because he is number one, he is just the the superhero actor that gave this entire medium credibility as, as narrative, Mm. you know, and, and you'll see that when we read long Halloween, but
1: do you think, sorry, there's so many questions within this because, yeah, you could give so much credit to Christian Bale and let's give credit yeah. to Christian Bale. But couldn't you also argue that's like the production, that's the director, that's like the whole team?
0: All of the above. But, you know, it's easy to just give him the flagship sure. Batman thing. Okay. And like when I say Christian Bale, Batman, I mean the entirety of, sure. of, the, okay. of yeah. the of the series as a whole. You know, the writing, the, the uh, Dark Knight, in my opinion, is the greatest superhero movie of all time. And, and I think a lot of people would say that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you can talk to anyone in... Uh, anyways, well, the different conversation. Let's with uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man. With that, it's like people think that Peter Parker was way too cool, and like the direction that they took mm-hmm. him on is not where that character should have gone. And I'm like, yo, there are true parts of of my favorite sequence of all time. I think even. I don't know. I think homecoming beat it, but even in first Spider-Man is the first like 10 minutes of amazing Spider-Man two, where he's just swinging through the city (laughs) and he's like knocks on the window of the armed car robber. And he's just trying to make it all work. Like that's true to the character, how they treated him and Gwen and whether or not, you know, the direction the second movie really went, people don't agree with that. And, and, and there's a visceral reaction to, I guess, their, a, a an audience's pre-existing idea of a character that's been around for this long, sure, and how they are embodied, and I think that is, uh, I don't know, it's it's different, and and then you get a character like Tom Holland's Batman or Batman, maybe in the future, <laughs> shoot, <laughs> Tom Holland's Spider Man that is so reactionary to Andrew Garfield's and Andrew Garfield's yes. that was reactionary to, to uh, did uh, people like Tobey Maguire's Andrew Garfield's no. Yeah. I don't know. I personally, I loved him. I think he's great, but I, people didn't like him to so much to the point that like that second film, like the second film is one of the like least popular
1: superhero movies.
0: In my opinion though, it's in easily my top, I think it's in my top three Spider-Man movies. Hmm. So
1: I feel like it's uh, I mean, we've talked about this and whatever, but I just think it's so interesting how visceral it gets. Like people are just so, and, and it's okay because you know, you love, yeah. You love Batman. It's true. Yeah. And f- there could be 5 million reasons for that. Mm-hmm. All of which are unique and personal to you. Yeah. But like
0: people go cray. People really do. And it's like, you got to give it some breathing room too. Like, you know, I really, am, these days I'm not so visceral about like, you know what I mean? Cause I think at the end of the day too, all of these representations are true about the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but every character. So, like, I think that there are parts that are very true about Christian Bale. Like, you want to talk about duality of, man, like, yeah. of a character. And, like... <laughs> right. So, I think Christian Bale's, like, a great Bruce Wayne. He's not my favorite Batman. I think, on the on the flip end, uh, mm. Ben Affleck's a great Batman. Not my favorite Bruce Wayne wow that's a really
1: interesting and well okay yeah that's interesting because then okay so question for you mm -hmm. this is putting you on the spot you might not have an answer who do you think would be the best to represent this selena in Uh, this story what do you mean like
0: as a just act actress an actress um I think, you know, and I, I just think that when it comes to actresses that are true to their representation, and, and I think the most important, you know, really more than anything, the actors that play these characters and everything, for me, as just a comic book guy, mm-hmm. is the source material they're pulling it from. And so sure. then my my answer would be Anne Hathaway. Is, oh, yeah, because you this love cat her. Woman? Yes. No, I, I know. We discussed this. I but. love her, but and you'll see when you read... Uh, When you read literally Long Halloween and Catwoman's in that, Anne Hathaway is Jeff Loeb's Catwoman. And Mm. so that's who this is. And so with all the problems and whatever be, they're still there. Uh, That is who I think embodies this. She's one of my favorite ones. I just don't... I'm an actress. I haven't thought about who my favorite Catwoman actress would be. And I think more... I'm really just really, again, what we talked about last time, I'm really excited to see Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman.
1: I know. I I still just am like, yeah,
0: her. (laughs) She's going to be great.
1: No, I I just was curious because I feel like even even you could argue that our reactions to celebrities as a whole is visceral. Oh, yeah. And it's like, why? I mean, they're Mm -hmm. just humans, but we also feel such a, like, intense connection to like what's happening in their lives Exactly. so it's just interesting to think about who would play and how they how they choose that and all sorts of things I just think
0: that's interesting it just blows my mind how I guess important the opinions are or people value their own opinions on who should play what and I'm like I have I have a million of those and I'm so guilty of that but really at the end of the day I just think I'm I'm I trust the I really do trust the casting directors and everything, sure. like, uh, and and really give me the, you know, here's a here's a crazy one that I'm just most excited for, The Rock as Black Adam, I am he it's it's pretty much uh, did you see Shazam, no, oh hold on. is one. Shazam in
1: DC okay
0: it I, that movie flew way under the radar I highly recommend it okay we could do a watch I along. actually
1: I actually heard like pretty good things about it i just haven't watched it it's a it. pretty
0: solid movie like it's a tone shift from dc but it's like you know for is that, it funny yes it's it's uh, imagine if big was uh ah. the 10 year old kid yep, yep yep says shazam and he becomes this embodiment he's a magical kind of superman-esque character okay We'll um, watch that next for my fans that was a very layman's uh uh description of the character, but. Honestly, it's pretty true what they're <laughs> going for. Um, uh, whether or not I agree with that interpretation, different story. Um, again, but that's, you know, what, literally exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the Black, Rock. Black Adam is uh, pretty much evil Shazam. Oh. Uh, like, is
1: he an evil kid who turns into an e- and a villain?
0: Uh, he has his own story that's very, very, very specific. Ooh. If you want to get into Black Adam, I think he is one of the greatest comic book characters of all time. Um, I'm, Dang. I'm so excited for that movie. And then but his characterization it's just it being number 1 physically who that character is absolutely correct he is terrifying uh he he's pretty much he's an anti-hero too very similar mm. to this but he owns a uh, he he's he, he is a representative of a country and so it's very pretty much think black panther but it's evil and like oh or for my for my marvel fans just think doctor doom uh and he he's the he was a slave that was granted with this power that became a champion. And then he never gave up the power and he is holding on to it with an iron fist and ruling pretty much tyrannically, but also he's an anti-hero. Like he will work with right now. He's, he's on the current justice league roster, which is crazy to think about, but, wow but it works. Cause that's like kind of like so consistent with who that character is. Again, he's not quite a villain, but he is, uh, he's, he's doing what he wants to do. and, He'll Freaking put you down like Superman power <laughs> levels. Like, cool, it's I'm excited awesome.
1: to. I'm excited to like learn more about that character. I'm so freaking excited. I'll show you the trailer later. Um, Sounds okay, good. but wait, going back to this story, <clears throat> and,
0: yes. Um, there, with this in, interpretation, whether or not again I agree with everything they did, uh, how did you feel about there's just some times I felt like she was I already know what you're gonna always say, always nude. Yes, how did you feel about that? That bugged me, me too.
1: It's just so unnecessary. I'm like the whole scene. Well, yeah. Sorry. No, you're Let me build on on top of that. She talks about how she likes designer shit, Gucci yeah, and yeah. whatever. So put her in that. Yeah. Match that to the character. I don't understand why she had to be like why was that how did that
0: contribute to the story? And it was it was like I was like, okay, one time I'll let it slip. But yes. it happened multiple times. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and the, you know, her not even like knowing. It just it just came off. sleazy and stupid it didn't
0: age well i realized yeah Yeah.
1: and when was this made
0: 2006
1: yeah we're you know 15 years later yeah i guess so yeah but um yeah just it just was unnecessary i mean she's we've i also have talked about this but like you know there isn't wrong with power and sexuality there's nothing wrong with that yeah but like to just do it over and over again
0: And then I really, that's what really didn't like settle well. And I get, this isn't a good argument, but I get he's a villain and that's not a good argument, but that's what made it really irked me when Edward and her were kissing.
1: Yeah. Like like, why?
0: Literally why? Like.
1: Well, I, I also was like, okay, is this for comedic relief? Yeah. But it didn't really deliver in that way. and. Yeah, it just it, that all fell flat for like, me.
0: Literally, like honestly, just the, in in context with now my my hindsight twenty twenty. I love Jeff Loeb as a writer, as a person. I'm not trying to insinuate anything about sure. him either. He's ha- he hasn't had some great moments recently. Um, but with with that, think about it. Riddler drugged her. Yeah. Then he walked into the room, and then she like what? Okay, she grabbed him and kissed him. Whatever. She was inebriated, and then she was in her underwear and that was just so creepy and like rapey and I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, just like, that's not, there's different catwomans, yeah, right. So like, yeah, catwomen's like sexy, which is true. She is, she's yeah. hot, but you don't need to over like, what's the word? Um, it's like it was like exaggerate they were, that, you know, yeah. by doing by having her nude all the time. They're like
0: indulging in like the like sexuality of the character, but not in a, a not on her terms. You know, what I mean, which is so yeah. weird because
1: no, that's yeah. true. And that's why it didn't feel true to the character. Yeah. Like her being nude all the time didn't even seem like it was within the choice of the character. If that yeah. makes sense. I don't know. It just seemed.
0: It, literally like how many times did people walk into her room? Yeah. where she was either in her underwear or like getting dressed. Like Edward walked Edward had seen her pretty much almost naked two times in the story and that's ridiculous. No, I remember he like undresses her. Oh yeah yeah. And he says that and I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god." I'm like, "Bro, And much. I'm like, that's just not good. It just it was just bad. It came
1: off bad. And it didn't do anything for the story and well, okay. So what was interesting earlier is you said Riddler right yeah is amazing or smart or whatever he's brilliant but then why didn't he come across that way in the story I don't know (laughs) did because I guess you could argue like wow his his uh you know plan was brilliant within itself but I maybe that Maybe their interpretation of this character didn't quite come through.
0: Maybe, you know, and I think oh, it's funny, too, because Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, as character writers, I think they nail all of Batman's rogues gallery, which is so hard to do. And like, you know, it, it, they're, they're terrifying. Um, they make the villains terrifying. And the way Edward usually speaks in riddles is incredibly menacing. It was I think the tone they're trying to go for with the consistency of the character just didn't land well. Yeah. In, in this is, story. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hey, also, not every story is going to be amazing and perfect. Sure. There's some, again, there's some points we really liked. And then there's some points that just, you know, it, it brought it down for me a lot. But, um, okay, so my next question, I guess I have a couple. I have, I have like, Let's do. Like you can two, do whatever you want. to your podcast. Uh, two or three more questions. Um, Okay. So with Riddler, mm-hmm. did you, how did you like his characterization in it, in the story? Did you like him or just no? No. Okay. And but then, I
1: didn't think we were supposed to
0: yeah no I don't think I don't think so either like he's not great in this story especially well
1: okay so going back on that the only uh, experience I have with Riddler is Jim
0: Carrey oh yeah line? I meant to ask yeah it was Jim yeah Carrey.
1: um and that was a great like was that in the 90s or 80s the 90s very 90s-esque
0: Riddler he was peak in the 90s too, Jim Carrey. yeah
1: so and I remember yeah having that interpretation of like you're just so lost with what he's saying, okay. but he's like
0: three steps ahead. He is. And the Mike and, oh, well, let's talk about casting for a second. Cause the Riddler is terrifying and scary and whatever it be the rest. Um, he is going to be the villain of the, of the, the Edward, Edward Norton Batman no I was gonna say Edward Cullen Batman still not true Robert Cullen that's not wrong it's factual Uh, Robert Pattinson Batman he is going to be the villain really so excited because it's about time we saw him done right do you I don't know if you know this actor but do you know who's playing him no. Well, you didn't even know he's the villain, so why would you know? He's playing him <laughs> now that I think about it. You're like, do you
1: know this? I know you don't. I'm like, let me just let me man Let me mansplain
0: to you. you the Riddler. Let me mansplain to you kidding. the actors playing the Riddler. Uh, are you a big Paul Dano fan? Don't know who that is. Uh, he's in There Will Be Blood. Uh, he plays the oh. He no. plays the pastor, and, and uh, he's a twin brother simultaneously in that movie. Um, he's in Ruby Sparks. He's the writer. He is uh in. <laughs> what he's like no
1: I'm laughing because I'm just giving you a blank stare like I don't
0: know Lauren that doesn't translate well over audio hey
1: everyone just so you know I'm giving Cameron a blank stare because I don't know what he's talking about
0: Uh, love and mercy oh wait have you seen Little Miss Sunshine yeah he's the brother who takes the silent oath uh I just would need a refresher Dwayne he's just it was a that's his name in the movie but I think I think he is the literally most underrated actor of all time
1: so so, from what I remember, Jim Carrey's Riddler is very like gimmicky. Yeah, are they taking that same? No. Yeah, I figured.
0: Even this one's a little gimmicky in the story we yeah. read. Uh they're gonna do. Okay, have have you seen the movie Seven? No.
1: Oh my god. I'm just useless right now. They Sorry. Really
0: are? Have you seen Have you seen Fight Club? Yes. Okay, so they're taking a David Fincher that director mm-hmm. style. Okay. This movie is a very much a David Fincher Batman movie, which is what we didn't know we needed. Um, and they're pretty much making, I'd argue that they're kind of conveying him off of sevens, Kevin Spacey, which is he, in that movie, the plot is that he kills someone based on every seven deadly sin, mm-hmm. You know, kill seven people based on like lust, greed, sloth, whatever, sure. envy, whatever it be. Um, they're doing that with the Riddler, and if you watch the trailer and you like listen to him, it is the most terrifying thing. And I think Riddler is one has potential to be one of the best Batman villains and like most terrifying. And as so, Paul Dano as the cast, I think is just one of the most brilliant casting decisions ever. So cool. I'm like, and I love that actor too. How do you feel so. about the Penguin? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Penguin. I'm waiting to read the Penguin story that really changes my my life about penguin. I haven't quite sure. read that yet for my fans. I'd recommend Batman zero year, um, whatever the Riddler story is in that for my Riddler. Cause I think that is the most perfect representation of that character ever. Um, cause it just shows like how brilliant he is and how the Batman's mind has to go against his and the riddles that he chooses. And anyways, anyways, uh, okay. So that's Riddler. I guess I got two more questions, three, three questions. Who was your favorite character? Hmm. You're allowed to say Selena again too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Selena. Oh, cool. I'm gonna say it.
0: That's good. My I think now after talking, my favorite character was the mom. <laughs> Cuz I literally She's yeah, that was messed up. Her beat with how, Did you like how she killed Blonde?
1: Blondie? Yeah, I mean, I God, I I felt like that would just paralleled so well with the last um the last selena comic book we read yeah geez she just can't
0: she can't win she can't win that's why she has to be a batman because he won't die true
1: (laughs) yeah no i um and also like the end scene right where they said oh like if you if one of us is there then you just move on and she doesn't even know that he's dead
0: yeah 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 you're right um oh that was good and I really like that scene for her too. She's like I thought I'd be the one to leave him as the Yeah, altar. and I just was like
1: <sighs> I is you know is that decide. is that just always how it's going to end for her? And we've do- talked oh about God. like You're right. happy I mean, endings, bad endings, doesn't matter, do we know, but
0: Yeah. How do you how do you feel about his arc? Cuz I'm like I don't think I don't know. I don't, get, I don't get why or how they fell in love. I just didn't think that <laughs> romance was earned. Maybe he's dreamy just because he's blonde Italian dude. That's a good enough reason, I guess. But You
1: know, I always... I think we, you know, in a good story in general, very arguable what factors contribute to a good story. Yeah. They wanted a little romance. Mm-hmm. Wanted her to be naked all the time. Yeah. And I I just feel like it was like, yeah, let's just throw this in.
0: <laughs> That's what I felt too. Um, I don't... I honestly thought I—I I literally. This is how I remembered the book. I don't. I—I I knew Riddler wasn't up to anything good. Uh, I think I probably read this like three or four years ago. I knew Riddler wasn't up to anything good, but then I was like, oh, like Riddler, let's uh, let's go see what he's gonna do. I was like, I didn't think he was the big bad. I thought that the...
1: Yeah. Oh, I definitely thought Blondie was going to be a I villain. thought he
0: was the villain. And I like, reread this and I was like, she doesn't know that the villain of the story is taking him to the airport. And then he was never the villain at all. Yeah. He
1: just like was a good guy. Yeah. He's and like... And that's what made it even more sad when
0: he just was dead. I was like, okay. And then... <laughs> just not funny. He but. gave up the secret. Well, Lauren, these are fictional characters. It's really <laughs> fine. The romance wasn't earned. So it's fine that you laugh. Uh, so yeah. So when, I guess I guess that's why she was my favorite because she killed her, the mom. Her She's soul. like ra- da- da- da. <laughs> exactly what she said i don't know if you read that in the <laughs> panel. i read that just like it um okay do you have a favorite moment favorite moment
1: um <laughs> wait can we just talk about this isn't my favorite moment but can we just talk about
0: a <laughs> cheetah character i meant i it literally <laughs> just came into my head bonkers bonkers okay did you, you have to watch wonder woman 1984 She's in that? She's the villain. Shut up. Cheetah, if you look at my wall, I have a Cheetah first... It's not her first appearance, but she is literally... Okay.
1: I didn't know that Cheetah existed, so I was like,
0: what? In the movie, she is played by Kristen Wiig. Another controversial casting choice.
1: Kristen Wiig.
0: Actually, you can go listen to the Cambridge Comics Wonder Woman 1984 review. I
1: feel like I have to, because that just really Um, blows my
0: mind. Okay, so Cheetah is actually... There's there's some factors there that we should talk about. Cheetah, I was gonna ask you. I just you know sometimes fun fact for the fans. I don't go over all the questions. I'll write them down, and I meant to ask about Cheetah, but I just didn't even get there. She. Okay, so first and foremost, the first thing that came to my mind when she fought Cheetah, they should not. Cheetah would wipe the floor with one Wonder... or with a. Catwoman. Catwoman. She would literally. There, Why? She had no fighting chance because if you can go toe to toe with Wonder Woman, the, like the number one warrior queen, princess sure. Amazon, and live to tell the tale, a human in a cat suit should really not be a threat.
1: Oh, is that what Cheetah is?
0: Cheetah is pretty much. Think like, of basically same. Think of her power levels as that of, um, you know diana or or whoever it be think of think of that as her power level sure 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 and so if so then you know that's the probably wonder woman's i'd argue number one foe besides aries think about her going toe-to-toe think about catwoman going toe-to-toe against wonder woman who do you think is gonna win
1: yes but remember we talk
0: that's i I get it i understand i understand but there's no extra factors in this fight scenes that they had that should have let Sel- like Selena win. Okay, she they got her with a trank, that's cool. I guess.
1: Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I didn't know about Cheetah, so I was like, whoa, like another cat lady.
0: What? Yeah, she is a cha- she is a cat lady. She's a wonderful woman. Also,
1: just on top of that, can we just even talk about how like Joker is in it, and then Two Face is in it,
0: and then Look. like those what? are in the other stories yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. Um, it just was
1: funny i just it
0: took me off guard it took me off guard too i was like okay well this isn't that one wasn't my favorite moment i was like Ooh. it yeah. just didn't sit well with me and yeah. then like for uh, lately man my, my girl cheetah has not been served like the wonder woman 1984 mm. wasn't an amazing film um
1: oh she's i'm sorry she's in wonder woman 1984 she's
0: the main villain Earth, oh uh,
1: i never top saw top. it
0: yeah oh well, yeah you said that um but i she's the main villain like and it's her arc uh and she i think she's a very interesting character that was just kind of lately i don't know i haven't read too many good cheetah stories i hear greg rucka's wonder woman run has some great ones and so i'm excited to read that but um yeah no it's just another story where i saw my huh. girl cheetah not served well
1: um favorite moment maybe at the end when she has the ring and she's just like Fuck y'all! I'm oh, the head of the family. <laughs> did you like
0: that? Did you like that? Uh, the uh, scarecrow gas. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. I thought that was good. I loved. That um. Too.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I liked various parts of it for sure. I mean, like I liked the witty points within yeah. the within the story. I thought that was sort of cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. My favorite part has to be, it has to be when the mom. When the mom shot Blondie, I just thought that was such You just a... were like, "Yeah, that's it." I was like, it. "Hell yeah, we don't know what you what you think you are." <laughs> and then, anyways, uh, there's um, that...
1: also just random, and the fans can't see this, but this reminds me of Run the Jewels, and it's just such a fucking cool the
0: Catwoman cover for number five. Yes, uh, that was so my... cool. It, there's an image I think that embodies Catwoman more, like that. That is the pinnacle Catwoman image. That was my phone screensaver for years. It's sick. It's the one with her hand reaching out and all the jewelry on it's so good looking. Yeah. It's the most perfect, perfect Tim Sale art.
1: And I will say I like the... um the parallel of them running uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, you know, yeah. weeks no. and uh, correlating like, you know, Monday is the start of something new. And then she was discussing how like she hates Thursdays because you're just not quite finished with what oh, you're yeah. doing. And I was like, oh, and then they kind of coordinated the story in that way. And I liked it.
0: You're funny because I didn't even get that did you even read it i read i did i'm just kidding, I'm I'm kidding. Like, you're like i, I did <laughs> so many fans are just like lately too because on my falcon winter soldier episode i like didn't quite retain all the information and when i rewatched it the second time i was like oh my gosh like <laughs> i watched an entirely different episode <laughs> um but uh okay so yeah there's that and then last question most important question uh what would you rate the story out of 10
1: mm. Mm, i'd probably give it like a 6.5
0: a 6.5 out of 10 wow okay i think i'm gonna give it a honestly i think i'm gonna give it a 5.5 5. and that's not a bad rating that's literally no. middle i just didn't think i don't know that some of the stuff that didn't age with the character like really detract. It, yeah it really detracted me because i'm like i just oh no, i don't know it didn't do and then some of the beats in the story like i didn't love the blondie romance i was kind of pigeonholed in i didn't understand why cheetah need to be in and i did not understand what riddler did like it, I was like he's like okay I'm the bad guy now and I'm like what okay <laughs> I guess you are yeah you know? I
1: just I liked it because I I liked the style yeah thought that was cool and um I liked the arc a lot of like her mom being a blind nun and just rah.
0: yeah and exactly <laughs> and so the things that hit I think really did hit yes the things that missed really, really missed. missed and so yeah agreed and again, like y- the other thing, too, the other factor I think of when I read this is, number one, I think Darwin Cook's Catwoman is still my pinnacle Catwoman. I think she's perfect in every way. And that's <laughs> literally, and uh, Tim Sales Art's amazing in here. Uh, but I thought that, I don't know, some of the writing didn't age well. And I have a better representation of the character in another place. And mm-hmm. I think, again, if, if you want my perfect embodiment of a character, it's this big score. Um, and then... Yeah, no. So it just it didn't land, and I know what this team is capable of, and this didn't meet that benchmark that they that they had set already. So mm-hmm. if that's the case, then you know let's let's just move on to the next. And I'm really excited now because I guess I'm just gonna announce it. Next week we're gonna read Long Halloween, and that is if you like Dark Knight, that's the source material.
1: Ooh, I'm excited. It
0: is. It's every everything you liked about this story in one, and it's an amazing Batman whodunit, and. I think I've read it three times, and I I found out thanks to Kyle Rice. You want to talk about me not understanding? There's a big twist at the end of who who did it. I did not catch it within the first three times that I read it, and it it's so explicitly. So was Kyle it? just
1: like, oh yeah, this was crazy that this happened, and then you're like, huh? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what
0: happened, and it made me it caused me to reread it, and I was like, I don't know what just happened. how did I miss this? It's like the it's. It's the entire resolution, and I was like, oh.
1: So, were you always just left like, "Wow, I wonder who did it?"
0: No, no, I'm not. We're not. I'm not going to. Exp- I'm not going to go deeper into that because sure. you're going to read it. So I'm going to read it. All it's right, it's going to be good. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on this week. Thank I'm you. I'm so glad to have given you another Catwoman story, and I'm so glad to have a DC fan on here that <laughs> I'm making a DC fan because I read so much Marvel and other things. So we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.